pickaxe. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Good evening and welcome to One Life Left. We are a video game radio show and my name is Steve Curran. Hello, I'm oh, Simon Byron. And I'm Anne Scandalbury. Whoa, Whoa, and we come with our jingles yet again. Always, always in the mix. Happened last week, didn't it? Yeah, it did. Uh, what, so, so what did we learn last week? Absolutely nothing. Absolutely and we've nothing. been doing this for eight years. Eight years. How's it going? Well, hold on. It's E3. Whoa, what well, E3's happening right now? Hold on, this is not a drill right now. What is Microsoft <laughs> Xbox conference, Xbox One conference is dropping it is. in LA. Did you see what they um Did you see what they announced at E3? Well, well I assume we're going to find One? out. We're going to find out in the news section. Gonna, well, I think this is uh this is mm. so hot off the press that uh, it may not made the news. Um E3s. What does that mean? It's Microsoft press conference. They announced 3s is coming to uh Xbox One. Oh, really? E3's threes. Threes, yeah. Isn't that straight? Isn't that? I mean, we all love threes, don't we? But um, I don't think any of us have said, wow, this is a really good game. If only it was on my 50-inch TV. <laughs> oh, well, if I, only those numbers were bigger. I yeah. did slightly lose it on Twitter about that when they, I got hit with a press release about how, oh, it's great news, guys. You can get Twitter on Xbox One. I saw. Hmm. I saw you get hit on Twitter. <laughs> I had some arguments. Didn't some I? people actually use it, don't they? Apparently. <laughs> Apparently they were typing really slow responses <laughs> exactly. with, their, with their joypads. Uh, Are we going to be playing some dubstep then? Um, well, well I, I assume that's what's going off in LA right now. It's all probably stroby and people are going, just one more thing. Go. Two hours! What for two hours! <laughs> this conference is going on. Two hours to announce Halo 7. Bigger is better, Whatever. I guess, in Microsoft. Uh, Anne, book? are you seriously going to deal with any of this in your news or not? No, it's too hot, Steve. I can't touch it. My oven gloves are still in my packing box. Um, Is that a metaphor? No, I like moved it. this weekend. <laughs> right. My oven gloves are literally still in the box. So yeah, busy day. Um, it's not just us in the studio. Uh, we'd like to be joined by Steve and Sam. Hello. 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 How's it going? Um, pronounce your surnames for <clears throat> me. McNeil and Pamphilon? Yeah. You've, you've done it in one. There yeah. you go. Well so done. you're here. Um, you're here and then you're going off to uh, Radius Loading. Over at Loading Bar, yeah. Immediately from this. You're jumping in a cab. You're popular. Town. To, for one one night only. For one pop- night only. Who um, who booked you first? 
Uh, you? Excellent. Yeah. But it was off the strength of this booking that I think we got the other one. I think so. <laughs> They're like that. This swung it. You know Mike Bithell who's over there at the moment? He, no. he, he, yeah, no. Yes, no, we do. We don't want to, it will turn up and he'll be angry. Yes. Oh, yeah, Mikey. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Big Mike. Bithers. He, he he was, uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Does he, or is Bithers. that you setting us up for later? No, no, no. no. It's, just, it's just that he, you know, he, he, he came on this show once. Nice. Look at him now. He's sponsoring Radio. <laughs> <laughs> Did you see that? He is actually sponsoring it. Yeah. I wonder what he's demanded for that. Well, What's his rider? In fact, we can chat to our guests later and see, give them some missions. Uh, so, we, yeah, so you're, you, uh, you're stand-up comedians that do ga- video game stuff, aren't you? Well, t- yeah, technically we're a double act, okay. which means we weren't good enough individually to be stand-up comedians. Did we're you, both terrible on our own. Did you try it individually? Yes. Yeah. And then you came together, right? Yeah. Yes. Cool. We'll have do to talk do to you me. add up to, like... 120%. I mean, you're both 60%, or or is it still less uh, than... No, a... it's not as good. We're, we're both still less than 50%, but together <laughs> we're almost as good as someone who's quite good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Better than we can say. Yeah. Good. Well, we'll chat to you properly um, shortly, but we'll kick off the show as we always do, and that is with Anne's News. It's 7.04 on Monday the 9th of June. I'm Anne Scantlebury and this is the news. Employment in the UK games industry is at its highest level since 2008. That's according to a 2013 census led by Tiger. Tiger's CEO, Dr Richard Wilson, described the UK games industry as being back on track thanks to three factors. One, the explosion of tablet and mobile devices creating a significant market for games. Two, the opening of small startups following the closure of big studios. And three, the introduction of games tax relief. Congratulations, UK Video Games. Anne, I want you to be honest with me about something. Yes, okay, go. Uh, you've been a very, you've had a very busy week, haven't you? Uh, uh, you've been moving house, scale. and I know that that means that you've had less time than normal to pick out your news stories. Yes, uh, which is fine because we all have lives, and it happens well, to know. happens to us all. And as devoted as we are to one life left, some weeks the quality of our broadcasting is not going to be up to scratch, and that's okay. <laughs> that's okay. Okay, um, Steve. So, some weeks. so you some have weeks. very very strict uh, guidelines on how you select your news stories. Yep. I'm also aware that you like tigers. Right, yes. So? Yeah. Is that what happened? Well, there was a picture of a tiger on the Eurogame story for this, and so, you know, got to do what you got to do. They're adorable, right? (laughs) Yeah. Tigers. Tigers. Tiger the organisation. Adorable, Simon? Pretty adorable. Um, I saw some uh, representatives from Tiger last week, uh, and um, I took that opportunity to clear up once and for all whether it was Tigger or Tiger. Uh, the acronym because it's what does it T-I-G-A. stand for? The interactive game, the something or other. I can't remember what it's association. For. Association sounds probably. about right. Uh, so it's an acronym that we could start to struggle with, and they confirmed uh, it, it is Tiger. And then they said we get asked this a lot, so we've changed our logo slightly, and it's turned into a little bit of a tiger. It has <laughs> to an actual tiger, and that's why they'll be in the news every but, week. But you know, that doesn't necessarily clarify it because Tigger is a tiger. <laughs> <laughs> But this is this was just a face rather than one bouncing on his head. <laughs> okay, uh, so well done. Do they do, do we uh, count as working in the games industry? Well, I think it's probably uh, yes. anything that brings in money. Okay, so, so no, Steve, no. Steve and Sam. Do you work in the games industry? No. no. <laughs> so none of us are contributing anything to this story. 
None of us are contributing anything <laughs> pretty much full stop. Uh, That's good news. It's nice to have some, some positive news, I guess, yeah. off the round of your depressing news the last few weeks. Yeah, do you want me to tell you some numbers? Yes, please. Um, Three. Apparently, <laughs> uh, the industry's contribution to the UK GDP, I don't know what that is. Gross up, domestic products. Perfect. Thanks. Went up from uh, £947 million pounds to £1.0 Get in there! Billion! Come on! Come billion! On. We're in billions now! Right. And how oh. much of that is ours again? Uh, that is none. Right. As Yeah, none. Good. And do you believe with Dr Richard Wilson's uh, analysis... Uh, I mean, the things that he said seem to make sense. You've forgotten them, haven't you? Things were a bit rubbish for Name a while. Uh, okay, <laughs> no, no. Uh, mobile and uh, thingy devices. Right, they're, they're just words. Um, startups. <laughs> You're looking at the screens, pathetic. <laughs> <laughs> Is it the games press's job to cheer on the games industry like it's a football team? <laughs> oh. Because this happens a lot, doesn't it? Like, every week, uh, not through Anne's news, uh, but through other press outlets we hear another uh, story about how well the games industry is doing in britain or, or whatever and it gets republished across the internet tweeted reblogged and we all cheering on is it good that we're concentrating on these numbers which ultimately as Anne has just proved a pointless a bit you know who, kn- who knows what gdp stands for these days simon simon uh, yeah i do yeah, yeah. still uh, but does it actually matter is this the sort of stuff we should be reporting on or should it just be about the games I think uh, I think it's nice to feel part of something that's successful, isn't it? <laughs> oh, if only we could. If only be we long. could. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> One day. When's the trickle down going to happen? <laughs> I mean, I, I I don't know. I find that I find it a bit weird sometimes that the, the the games press, which in other respects is almost entirely aimed at teenage boys, is also cheering on these big numbers. But on the other hand, without those big numbers, would the games for teenage boys exist? Also, that stuff looks kind of official. So when you're picking out news stories, as someone who picks out <laughs> news stories, finding something that comes from a from a census and a report and there are numbers in there, just seems like you should probably put that at the top. And it has a picture of a tiger. Exactly. <laughs> Valve has warned players about the risk of buying Steam early access games. Following a number of cases where players have complained about the quality of early access games and the lack of updates after some releases, with Valve having to offer refunds, the company has added its uh, has updated its FAQ on the subject. Valve said, We like to think of games and game development as services that grow and evolve with the uh, involvement of customers and the community, so sh- you should only buy an early access game if you are excited about playing it in its current state. Yeah, I'm excited about playing broken games, always. <laughs> <laughs> Have you bought any early no, access games? No, I, I, don't, I genuinely don't understand why you would. Hmm. Particularly um, linear single-player games, as are increasingly being released on uh, early access. I can, un- I can sort of understand why you'd want to get involved in something like DayZ now, uh, mm-hmm. because I think people are telling and writing a lot of stories um, as the world itself changes. But if you're about to play a narrative game, that strikes me as strange. I mean, it's I'd, curious, I, isn't it? I mean, sure, support the developer, but then don't play the game until it's ready, I guess? Yeah, I, I don't know. I agree. I think it works for roguelikes, procedurally generated things, perhaps multiplayer games, where um, essentially it's a sandbox yeah. and the world is evolving. But for things where you're expected to play from A to B and you're going to have the whole story ruined for you while the game is in a, yeah. a, a broken state, it seems to be you know, very strange. But... I understand why developers are going for it because it's a way of getting people to pay for your game to be finished. Yeah, I mean... And that's hard. Yeah, I, I mean, I think that if you want to support 
um, people, the people that are making the games, then yeah, by all means, help them out. And often the the the, the prices are cheaper during early access. But I would be wary about playing them myself. Does this exist in any other medium? Don't know. Are Boys, early you're access not in the gags. Game industry. Yeah, Edinburgh previews. Edinburgh previews. Yeah. Yeah. No, I don't. I don't think it. Does. They release films like that are not quite finished yet, do they? I su- no, I suppose it's true though. The 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 Edinburgh previews things. I mean, I know Anne and I have been to see Daniel Kitson while he's been sort of hashing out early material, and that's basically just him on stage rambling for a while. Which is In fine. Fitness, when which he is does fine. It. Yeah, Kitson's pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's going to be better than most people's finished shows. Mm. Yeah, but. I don't, uh, yeah, then you do it because of price, don't you? They're cheap. Yeah, cheap. They kits and, and that's what they do with early access, access games as well. They tend to say, okay, join us now for a tenner and then the full game's going to yeah, be 20 I th- quid. Yeah, I think that's released. I think that's fair enough. It's just that there have been some high-profile cases of... Uh, I think it would be wrong and probably against the law for me to say fraud. <laughs> <laughs> so let's not say it. Have there been... Uh, have any of the bigger games publishers jumped on this yet? Yeah, you're starting to see publishers release... Um, even boxed games are coming out early access. Really? Essentially, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was reading about it the other day. We had Metal Gear Solid recently. The little very good point. Yeah, very yeah. By the demo. In fact, yeah, but that wasn't. Um, yeah, that was that only took an hour. I felt a little cheated by that. I have to say. Yeah, although guy who's in our show, he really because he's obsessed with Metal Gear. So he's very excited he tonight is, about yeah. hopefully a new announcement. But he, I mean, he loved that and he did he hundred percent did it and played everything and really enjoyed it. But I think for a lot of people, you kind of pick it up and an hour later you're done and yeah. And there's that weird ending where he tries to put a bomb back in a lady and <laughs> <laughs> like what? Well, I'm not familiar with what that, is going on here. Don't spoil it for everyone. Yeah, yeah sorry, <laughs> <laughs> particularly her. Whoops. <laughs> It's time to say goodbye to a beloved pocket-sized friend. Sony has confirmed that the poor PSP is no longer being supported. The last shipment of the PlayStation Portable was sent to North America in January, with the last shipment going to Japan next month, and the last lot to Europe later this year. Sony's handheld console was first launched nearly 10 years ago. Sony has yet to confirm whether South America will also be losing the handheld. Until then, we're begging. Don't cry for PSP Argentina. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We've got some professionals in here this evening, Anne. I mean, I appreciate that you thought there was a 12-year-old boy coming in this week and that, that you could probably get away with it. that sort I of rubbish. I cut it. Did you? At what point did you think it would cut on it? On the bus. On right. the way here. <laughs> did you? I went, yes, Gantry, that's a good one. These news stories are always a bit weird, aren't they? Because the, the general reaction is, oh, they were still making that. Yeah. yeah. People mm. seem so sad to see it go. Do you remember the first time... You saw a PSP, Simon? I do, at E3 it was, yeah. Was it? Yeah, First time I saw a PSP, David McCarthy's pocket. Was it? Yeah, what we were you were, doing in there? We were, you and I were at Weatherspoons, I think. Because <laughs> we're, 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 we're that kind we're that kind of gentleman. And David, David whipped it out, and I was impressed. Yeah, it was impressed good, wasn't the, it? The, the girth of and, the machine. And now it is no more. Yes, it's gone. I, I found mine whilst tidying up recently, actually. And it's, it's, I thought, oh, I'll just I'll plug it in. And it's still plugged in, like months. <laughs> it's, right. it's there, just on the inside of the door. The green light is on. I haven't got any games to play on it. Or if I have, I can play them on the Vita. Did you guys play the PSP? I had a PSP, but I didn't really plan it much. The, I, all the discs broke, so I used to travel around with it, and you know the little UMD thing. Strange yeah. format, was it? UMD and then the memory stick as well. Yeah. Two proprietary technologies Sony likes doing. Yeah. The one thing I was going to say, that don't cry for uh, me, Argentina. Save it for when the last Wii game gets released, because that'll land better, because it's single-single. Single. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. You're welcome. Thank you. Why we're here. Well done, Steve. <laughs> Pros. 
If you've dreamed of owning the biggest games collection in the world with pretty much no effort, boy are you in luck. Guinness World Record holder for biggest games collection Michael Thomason is selling his nearly 2,000 strong collection in an auction. Despite getting rid of the massive list of titles, Michael says he's still going to go on to collect. The auction ends on the 16th of June with bids upwards of $9,500. So if you've got a lot of money and a lot of room, this could be the deal of the century for you. Wait, what's he going to collect then? He's going to keep collecting games. He's going to get rid of all of his current games and then collect some more. This sounds, sounds like a bad move for a collector. Yeah. Do you just, So presumably you become the Guinness World Record holder yeah, when you buy them. And, and you get, uh, so along uh, with the, all, all the titles, cost? he gives you the, uh, the certificate. Oh. What, with your name or cross his name out? <laughs> yeah, he'll also give you a shot. <laughs> It's either that or uh, grow your finger. Yeah, it seems so how much is it? Nice. It's currently nine thousand. It's around nine thousand seven hundred dollars. But the reserve has yet to be met. We could we could crowdfund this, couldn't we? For one life left to get us in the Guinness Book of World Records. So we did have that half-assed attempt about seven years ago when we tried to sleep in a bed together we for, did, for a few days, <laughs> uh, and then a German man broke it the day before. Frankly. So we yeah we tried to break the world record for the longest radio show. We're going to do it from a bed. That didn't work out. Uh, <laughs> We, have, we, have we been in any other... We, I suppose we're in the world's biggest zombie dance yeah, thing. That, that. But I don't think okay. I'll, yeah. we're, named, I I don't think we're in named in that. Yeah. You Didn't you take the picture of Leo that is in the Guinness Book of Records at Gibson? Was he? What? Did you do that or did I? I did that? Yeah, my camera broke. Do you remember we were doing some Guitar Hero stuff on the Gibson and you came... Did you? Yeah, and you said, do you want to come down and take some photos of Leo? And they're quite bad photos. One of them's in the Guinness Book of Records, but yeah, for as worst photo. So I'm, <laughs> in, I'm, in, I'm in the Guinness Book of World Records. Yeah, yeah, technically. Oh, that's exciting. I once counted up all the notes in Freebird, in whichever version of the game it was, and... Uh, yeah, that didn't make the cut, so... <laughs> that's a shame, I didn't get Simon. the Guinness Book of Records. Are, are you guys in... Guinness Book of World Records for anything? Well, I did think I was, but then as you've been having that conversation, I have a vague memory of when I was at university. Really? Yeah, no, yeah, yeah. No, stick with it. It's not a good story, but I'm going to see it through. <laughs> okay, see great. It. But we, there was something that they did. Well, I was at Bath University, and they did something where they got everybody together on like the concourse at the university. I remember being there, and there were people there, and they would do something, but I have no idea what it was. So I think oh, I'm a Guinness right. Book of Records If only there was a holder. permanent record of, re- <laughs> I don't of know records. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, indeed. Yeah. There's only somewhere we could check. Yeah, exactly. I used to have a lot of Guinness Book, uh, Guinness Book of World Records when I was young. Um, so you might have the Guinness Book World Records for the most Guinness Book World Records. No, no I, might, I just think as a teenager I might be sort of in them in some form. Okay. Yeah. Any, any Chemically or dermatitisly. Oh. I think we, you've, you've just saved yourselves $9,000 then. Lovely. Finally, EA has announced the winner of the World Cup. EA Sports ran a simulation of the World Cup in World Cup game FIFA World Cup. With all 32 countries tested in conditions they will face in Brazil next week, and drumroll, the winner was Germany. The same simulation was run four years ago and correctly predicted Spain as champions. So this is a dead cert and everyone else may as well go home. England were knocked out in the quarterfinals, which seems like a thing that might actually happen. One Life Left is putting all our money on this, so EA, get prepared for a hefty lawsuit if we lose. Well, they couldn't have done it in the next generation versions, could they? Because as we heard last time, it's only... You can only play friendlies in their World Cup mode. I basically uh, included this story just to rile you up. I'm riled again. <laughs> they're, they've, haven't they just announced FIFA 15 uh, on stage? Have they presumably? Presumably, yeah. right yeah. now. Featuring a working World Cup mode thanks to One Life Less haranguing. Exactly. Um, do we believe this? I guess, yeah. yeah, yeah Why I guess we you? could wait and see, I suppose, couldn't we? Are Do you going to actually bet on it? Should we? Did, look back four years ago and did you read this out and say that Spain were going to win it? 
Probably. That's, a good that's I'm sure I did. I sure you did. Sounds like a kind of story that I would cover. <laughs> right. Did we? Um, did, did didn't we have a, an octopus predicting the results last World Cup? Yeah, but then he died. Yeah, they do that. What does that mean? All things do that, Sam. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well. So does this mean that FIFA's going to die? This yeah. is clearly bogus. There's no way England are getting to the quarterfinals. <laughs> that was my thought. No, that, yeah. yeah, that throws doubt on the whole thing. Yeah. Yeah, nonsense, Anne. You should have looked at that and scoffed at it. We uh, found out that our One Life Left event, hashtag third stay, yeah, yeah, third you can't day. use that, by the way, unless you're talking about our <laughs> One Life Left event. Back off happens, it, OK? OK. Happens, <laughs> I mean, if you want to use it to talk about our event, please do, hashtag right. third stay. But if you want to promote something else on the third, third stay of a month, <laughs> you can't. You can't. We have the copyrights that hashtag. Anyway, we found out that that clashes with England's game. Uh, so Lads! So, England, <laughs> England team, if you're thinking about saying your game happens on, on third hashtag Thursday, Thursday, you can't, third Thursday, no, you can't do that. It has left us in a bit of a position because that's going to be a bit of a draw, isn't it? Yeah, so we don't know what to do about that. You're, you're off loading shortly. Can you mm-hmm. have a word with Jimmy and find out what the hell we're going to do about this next week? Well, Jimmy has suggested that we uh, do some karaoke before the first half, okay. have the first half on, then we sing some football get football songs. Okay. You know, so parody of World in Motion and... And uh, three lines, which we've already got. Oh uh, yeah. yeah, yeah. And then, uh, and then we watch the second half. Maybe sounds like a nice evening. Yeah, it sounds <laughs> like a nice evening. Do you know got? the John Barnes rap? Uh, I don't. But we'd have to rewrite it anyway to be about video games. Yeah. Don't don't don't, don't do this. <clears throat> don't, oh, <laughs> really? Can you add some game references yeah. into it when you when you do it now? I don't know that I can because I'm trying to remember. Let's find out. This is going to hold oh, and gear, but do it at the right time. You can be slow, it's quite long, or fast, but you must get to the line, and they'll always hit you and hurt you. Defend and, and attack. attack. There's only the one thing. way to beat them. Oh, yeah, because go round the back. back. Well, something like that. <laughs> so um, right, what are you doing on next third, third, third day? Uh, uh, this Thursday. This Thursday. No, that's the second no, Thursday. Hashtag Thursday. So that's not a Thursday. I don't think I understand Thursday. It's the, the third, third Thursday, Thursday of a month. It's no, not the third Friday because that's Friday. You can have that. <laughs> you can have Friday. Can we have Friday? You can have Friday. Friday. But Thursday is ours. Yeah. Uh, well, I'll be uh, I'll be on holiday in Spain and you'll be having a baby. I'm gonna have a baby. Yeah. 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 Okay. Wow. Specifically like on Thursday. Well, no. Uh, no. But I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna bring my wife to the show just in case yeah. Uh, yeah I would like when um, your wife gives birth for the first sound that your child <laughs> hears yeah. be the John Barnes rap about Pac-Man oh, yeah <laughs> make that happen yeah why not <laughs> can't call the child Thursday so <laughs> I don't know. hashtag Thursday hashtag Thursday thanks Anne One Life Left Video Game News with Anne Scantleberry
You're listening to One Life Left on Resonance 104.4 FM. This is a piece of music curated by Simon Byron. Interesting uh, use of the word curated there, Steve. Our friend of ours uh, is a curator, isn't she? That's right. Um, and she gets very, very precious about people Curious. disusing it, misusing it. <laughs> <laughs> but sometimes, sometimes I think it's interesting to do things that people dislike because then you're effectively saying, are you listening? Okay. Because if uh, Sarah Brin, Dinosaur Party on Twitter, is listening, she'll be livid. She'll be right livid now. because... And I won't be happy about that, but I will be happy she's listening. Exactly. Uh, she'll be livid because uh, I curated this by in as much as you said, I might not be there this evening. <laughs> Can you make some CDs? Uh, so I went on to uh, chipmusic.org and literally just downloaded the things off the front page. <laughs> I Did didn't even listen to them. So that could have had, like, the C word in it. But it didn't. No, I didn't. You. I what don't was it called? I don't know. Uh, Giga Snap segment by J Red, I think. Oh, like we love anyway. J Red. Do Dread. we? Well, there you go. It was curated. Maybe it is curated. What do you think of So, what did you think of that, Stephen Sam? I really like chip music, so I thoroughly yeah. enjoyed. Did that. you? I yeah. like the little the little uh, flourish it did at the end. That's that was, what I particularly I liked, liked about yeah. it. I like that and the fact it was on the front page, and I didn't <laughs> have to thing, listen yeah. to it. Yeah. <laughs> all, so, all curators say that. Do that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Typical uh, curator. Well, thanks very much. And so, you boys, then, um, I, I've done some research into you. So, I first came across. It looks like you've just printed the first page of our website. Yeah. But yeah. I did. Okay. Yeah. And excitingly, um, I've, sure? had, I've had some issue uh, with our printer at work today. Oh, no. um, so it's missed half of it off. So it's quite exciting, actually. At the bottom, it says here, um, in 2013, you may have seen them in, on BBC One in Richard Hammond's... Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Richard Hammond's what? Pockets. What? <laughs> yeah. Spack. <laughs> <laughs> no, so you came across the. Uh, I, I first heard of you when somebody was saying. In fact, it might have been Weasel Spoon, our friend Weasel Spoon, Robert uh, Wells. Yeah. Weasel Spoon uh, pointed pointed you out. He said that you were doing uh, stand up based on video games. Yeah, kind of. Yeah, yeah. It's, like, it's sort of weird. Than that. <clears throat> this was over, over Twitter, so we couldn't go into detail. We'll we'll forgive him that. Sure. Yeah. No. What happened? What we um because we're, we're a double. Act, we've been doing sketch shows for a few years up in Edinburgh, and we were meant to be going up there to do one in two th- last year, two thousand and thirteen. Um, but we got uh, we had a sitcom pilot commissioned uh, for the BBC, which sounds amazing. Didn't get made, yeah. uh, as is tradition for McNeil and Pamphlon. But uh, that, it, that it's lining a lovely draw, though. Right. <laughs> well, that's what we're reliably informed. Yeah. Yeah. One yeah. day. But um, so we got busy doing that. So we got to March, which is the deadline for submitting your show and paying them lots of money to do it. Uh-huh. And we had no show. show. Um, right. So we decided not to go there and spend an hour doing a very terrible show because we hadn't written it. Um, what? In the meantime, we'd come up with this idea that... Uh, well, I really like computer games. Sam, Sam, not so much. Right. I'm learning. Okay. He's learning. You're getting there. You've I'm had to. There. Um, right. But uh, I, Edinburgh's a really long, horrible month for comedians because you, you're stressed about audiences turning up and you get a bad review and that's horrible. So it's very up and down. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so I, a lot of people now do an extra show for a bit of fun. And I thought, if we get our funny comedian friends drunk and plug in a Nintendo Wii and make them battle each other for the stakes, <laughs> that should be funny. And I said, yes, but you're going to have to do all the wires. Yeah. <laughs> and we did it. And unfortunately, it was probably the most successful thing we'd done. So, so who, who, who did you get on? Oh, we've had every, well, loads of people. We've had um, Josh Widdicombe. Tony Law, Nick Marcus Helm. Brickstock. Yeah, uh, Beck Hill, Nish Coomer, Loads of people. Loads wow. Of, loads of really, really good comedians. It, it's amazing because actually there's a lot of... More than you think, there's a lot of comedians who are really into video games, which we were sort of surprised with initially. We didn't. Yeah. We thought maybe comedians were cool, but it turns nearly, out there is nearly all. Apart from you, apart from <laughs> apart from well, Sam. Yeah. I'm now, yeah. By by virtue of not liking computer games in my chosen field of work, I'm now the least cool one. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nice. So uh, so who's who's particularly good then? 
Uh, Brickstock's good. Is he? Yeah, yeah Brickstock was good. What's he good at? What's his speciality? He was good at... Well, hang on, was he good? Yeah, he was good at uh, kart. Mario he was kart, good at Mario dash. kart. Yeah, Mario Kart double kart, dash. Like but Nick yeah. Helm, very uh, very competitive at Bomberman. Very he insists on doing Bomberman if he's around when we okay. do the show. He's right. And he gets very angry if he doesn't win. He gets very angry. He's very angry. Yeah. Um, so so the, the show is you guys on stage playing video games? Yeah, well, no. It's, it started it's, that way. Yeah. yeah, initially it was that. But really now, <laughs> it's a comedy show. It's very much for gamers and non-gamers. So you don't need to know anything to enjoy it. And that's Sam's job, really, is bringing in those guys. Okay. And um, it's, it's a show. We, we, start, we do a song when it starts people do sketches and songs and stand up about video games and then the battles are in there as well right there's um, horrible punishments that we have to do yes, if our that's team important. loses okay yeah so we have uh, Will Hartley from the sketch group Clever Peter uh, is the resident punishment expert and he uh, he uh, Loves coming up with new and exciting ways to make our lives easier. He's a hateful little man. <laughs> yeah, he is. He's one of the worst people I know. Yeah, okay. yeah. yeah. See, um, that was actually Anne's job when we when we originally started doing the show was punishment to be the person. Yeah. Yes. Uh, well, no, that's <laughs> what she's graduated into. Oh, she used to be the the person who um, she's meant to be the person who doesn't play games and is uh, sort of generally disinterested. Yeah. Which is actually why she was texting while you were talking just now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, quite it. Was wasn't going to pick her up on it. But, uh, no, thank you. What was that about? <laughs> Yeah, what was it about? <laughs> okay. Uh, so, how is your? How that's is your... nothing. I've actually, I've actually, I've actually, I've actually looked at a, no- a Facebook notification during the show. He has. Yeah. Did he, you? He got well. His phone, your phone vibrated, and you got it out, and then because it was a shiny object with things on it, he just got distracted and just disappeared into right. his. Phone. I owned up to it immediately. Okay. <laughs> Did it go down well with the audience? It was an invite. No one cared. Right. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, how have your audiences cha- changed since you've been doing video game stuff? They're, they're, they're amazing. They're complete. Uh, 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 the first audiences we had in Edinburgh when we first did it were very much people who were like Steve thought they would be people going oh my god this is this is kind of what I want uh-huh. and now it's very very diverse it's there's, a real mix it's, it's old it's and young mix. and yeah. we actually actually more like more girls than boys at a lot of the shows which you wouldn't necessarily expect so, which it sounds bad because lots of women play video games but uh-huh. the expectation I think is that it's a still male dominated it's a nerdy yeah. overweight yeah. boy thing and it isn't at all and actually yeah we get all ages and Gender, everything. It's a real yeah. mix. And are you surprised there's not? Because it still seems to be, you know, hey, you're here now because you, you're doing video games. I think there's the there's the show about football manager room my my life, but yeah. it's still still very much the exception to find stuff about video games when well, given. Because I, I was the sort of person who didn't know when Steve started putting the idea together, and I was very much of the opinion that it was niche. And mm. what I realised going through it more and more is that it's not niche. And actually, everyone does it, but they just talk to other people who do it about it. You know, you don't go to a dinner party and go, whew, <laughs> Grand Theft Auto. Well, maybe you would with that, but, yeah, it's sort of like, oh, I've got the new car or a soft game, you know, <laughs> yeah. or something. You know, it's, it's not I, something you bring up in... Come to our dinner but I think, party. I, yeah. <laughs> I think, actually, that's, that's sort of... That's been the, the great thing about... Because we, we've been doing the double act for years, and obviously double acts are opposite, so me and Sam are very different people anyway. But actually, Sam coming you to the show... You can't rap, can you? I can't rap. I can, he can rap. rap. Okay. <laughs> uh, but I won't. He taught me right. snow. I did. did I told you from what's well, well, That's not happening. And ice tea, but you definitely can't do that one on the radio. Can't do that one. No, from an old show. Uh, but uh, having Sam in the show, and we very much made it a feature that he didn't know or care about games. So actually, he, you, by having Sam there within the show throughout, it made it very accessible because he was kind of. If you'd been dragged along by your partner and didn't think you'd enjoy it, yeah. don't worry, Sam hasn't got a clue what's going on either. So it makes <clears> it more accessible. And actually, the show really, it's it's it's, it's the generation game, or it's you know, or it's something like Top Gear where you don't need to like cars to enjoy Top Gear because it's just some people having a yeah. chat and doing silly challenges and actually it just happens that the battles are video games right. but but hopefully it doesn't it doesn't uh 
alienate proper gamers. They don't feel that they'd be shortchanged. No, we tried to write a funny show that, yeah. that happens to have computer games in it. So is it that three? was where we went wrong. Yeah. <laughs> Simon, uh, Simon and I, and Anne, and Anne yeah. all yeah. three of us, in fact, uh, did video game stand-up. Oh, I'd love to hear a couple of your best jokes. Yeah, do that now. Sam Rapped. I can't remember them. It was such a long time ago. Yeah, totally can. I know. I I thought it would stay with us forever. It was such a stressful thing, and it was it was a really useful event to frame a series around. We met lots of people in the comedy industry, and we got tutored by them. But we found out that uh, Richard Herring was uh, was going out with someone that we knew before other people did, (laughs) Um, and stuff. Yeah, and so we 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 did it one evening, and. um, yeah, I mean, I think you. So, who was. Um, I've forgotten the guy's name. Who was comparing? Chris. Bishop Martin. No. Bishop's Chris. Oh, how embarrassing. We, we were comparing that Bishop? night. So, who was headlining? Uh, uh, Chris. <laughs> what's his face? It's got a religious name, isn't it? Yeah. Chris Christ. <laughs> it's not. No. Chris Cross. Uh, no. <laughs> so, Graham Goring. Yeah, great. He was us. on the bill. Chris yep. Stokes. Chris Stokes. Chris Stokes. That's Stokes. Stokes. Oh, yeah. so he didn't have a religious name at all. Chris Stakes, that is. <laughs> <laughs> um, he said uh, that after we did it, he said that we were at the stage. He it took him six months to mm-hmm. get to. Mm-hmm. We, yeah, we did. Which well, we've been doing it for about six months. So <laughs> we, no, it was the second time we'd ever stood stood up on stage and, and sure. did it. Yeah. Yeah. Terrifying. I really, really love. I hated doing it. I loved the fact we've done it. Yeah. yeah. Um, Steve, Steve wanted to do it again. I didn't. And didn't. I Anne and didn't. I tried it drunk <laughs> once. <laughs> it was yeah. even worse. Yeah, you can't the do, first it time you do it The first time you do it really, really drunk. Yeah. And it doesn't go well. Dreadful. Oh, that's a learning We learned curve. a lot. And I genuinely think that we can do anything now, having mm. done that. I mean, it was we had a home crowd, The thing that I yeah, learned yeah. the most was I, I'd been working on a joke for, for about all of the six months, pretty much. <laughs> like, I'd been sitting there in a in kind of montage way, like, late at night, <laughs> desk lamp on me, thinking... Waste paper basket <laughs> filling <laughs> with balls. Smoking. With the joke. Yeah. And, and the joke was, and the setup was, why did Frogger cross the road? I was like, there's got to be something there. This is the joke Video Games was born to tell. And I couldn't do it. And then it got to... we. I'd done my set already, my 20 minutes, and we, we were sort of comparing, introducing the other people. And it got to the bit where I was like whipping everyone up and applo- getting them to applaud. And I thought, this is the time. I'm just going to say it, and an answer's going to come. Wow. And I said, I said... Why did Frogger cross the road? And everyone laughed. <laughs> and that was it. That, yeah. was, the was, that no, was the joke. There yeah. wasn't a punchline. The answer had been in front of me there all the go. time. Yeah. What I learned was that most of it is about confidence. Yes. Yeah. About, and if you can persuade people that you're having a good time there and it's funny and you know it's not the most serious thing yeah. in the world, then everyone will laugh. Confidence. It's like medical practice in that way. Right. <laughs> yeah, it was all about the confidence of a pause. When we saw Chris do it afterwards, and he, he just he just was he said a joke and a few people laughed, but because he knew it was funny, he just kept quiet and then more people laughed. Yeah, another we watched it from the back, didn't we? And it was just really funny. Right, so where can we see you guys? <gasps> uh, Thursday. We, Thursday the 12th of June at the Wendell Essex in London. Second that is Thursday. Essex yep. Road. Yep. That is the second Thursday. 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 And then, when are we doing it? We're doing, uh, well, we're doing 8-Bit at Latitude uh, on the Sunday night. Wow. Latitude oh, Festival. We're headlining Latitude. We are, we're closing Excellent. Sunday night. We're not. Excellent. It's us versus the Black Keys. I right. think they'll yeah. win. Yeah. I wouldn't be so sure. No, really? no, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> but uh, and where else? We're doing another one in London on the 3rd of July. We're doing our best of sketch show as well. We're going to Manchester and Cardiff, doing it in London. So where can Milton we Keynes, where can we keep up with you? Go to, well, if you go to go8bit.com because mm-hmm. that's easier to spell than our names, yeah. and then there's a link there that will take you to our website, Neil right. and Pantalon, and all the dates are on there. We will definitely come along. Great, love to have you. 
We are One Life Left and we are a video game radio show that is today about video games. It's a bit weird, really. Bit weird. Maybe that is because E3 is E3. happening right now. The Microsoft press conference is happening right no, now. No, it's over. Hey. What? It's finished. We got the mic. It. What we happened, got- Anne? Uh, right. Uh, thankfully, Eurogamer has given me a list of headlines. Okay, quickly. A new Crackdown is coming to Xbox One. Yeah. Whoa, yeah. Platinum okay, Games announces Xbox One exclusive action mm. affair Scalebound. Uh, okay. Phantom Dust being remade for Xbox One. Phantom Dust. Halo, the Master Chief collect, uh, collection includes Halo 1 to 4. Mm. Tomb Raider reboot sequel Rise of the Tomb Raider announced. Yes. Oh, I hope the Division she is DLC happy. coming first to Xbox One. Limbo developer Playdev reveals Xbox One exclusive inside. Fable Legend. Legends debuts uh, gameplay footage of asymmetrical dungeon crawler. Five seconds. The, oh no, then the final best one. Quick. Conquer is in Project Spark. Email, messages and forward BCC one life letters. What? It's been a heck of an E3 so far, it's oh not even goodness. started. Exhausting. How's it Ubis- over there? Ubisoft's next this Is evening, it? and then Sony's on at two o'clock in the morning. Imagine that drunk. Hey. Sony's been out partying with all the indie friends. If you stay up, Santa won't come. Do to go to bed? Oh. Wait to see what uh, what Mr. Sony's left for you in the morning. Something delightful, <laughs> I'm sure. Paul Presley writes, Dear Sirs, I wish to complain in the strongest possible terms. Yours sincerely, Paul Presley. Noted. Yeah. Thank <laughs> Thanks you very so much. much. <laughs> Robert Wells, Weasel Spoon, Weasel Spoon writes, Hello, wonderful, beautiful people. You've probably talked to McNeil and Pantalon about Democracy Pong, which is unbelievably tense for such a simple game. <laughs> yeah, we did, but we had to edit it out of the podcast. That's good. I've also had the pleasure of trying some of the other audience-wide games that King Rob has created for Or Hell King Rob. Or Hell King Rob. Not always successful, but always fun. If technology wasn't an issue, what game would you like to see transformed into a massively multiplayer local game? What are your favourite friendship killers? Jolly good show, what? Says Robert. Just to recap us on that then. So what is Democracy Pong? Well, there's uh, King Rob. Oh, hell King Rob. Oh, hell King Rob. Uh, is a guy, he's actually the boyfriend of a lovely lady, Lizzie Knowles, mm-hmm. who um, came to a lot of our gigs when we were doing sketch shows. And they came along to 8-Bit when we were in Edinburgh. And he came up to us after and said, I've sort of made this thing that I think you might quite like. Um, would you be interested in using it in your show? And it turned out what he'd done because he's really good at computers really good at making code things he's created a version he's created a lot of things but this first one Democracy Pong he's created a version of Pong where in the venue we set up a Wi-Fi network and the audience connects it with their smartphones and then they go to a web address and it beams the con- I don't know how he does it it's magic he's a witch it's, he's magic witch man it beams controls to their handsets up and down arrows right. and the audience is split into Team McNeil and Team Pantalon and everyone on Team McNeil picks whether they think the paddle their paddle needs to move up or down to hit the ball back and if the majority of them get it right, it moves and hits the ball back. And then Samson do the same. So we have like 100 people all playing this game against each other at the same time. It's, it, it's, it's insane. Um, wow. He, he am a genius. That sounds brilliant. I'm amazed I haven't heard of it. He's it, the it's most almost, important thing in our show. We yeah. could die and it wouldn't matter, but if it, Rob yeah. goes, we're screwed. It's, yeah, his, his, his inventions are almost as good as our electric banter. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. wow. wow. So what was the question? If technology wasn't an issue, what game would you like to see transformed into a massively multiplayer local game? The Last of Us. <laughs> <laughs> Interesting. Massively multiplayer. Technology not an issue. Mm. Don't know. You have to come back to that. Anna, have you got a letter? Boyfriend maker. <laughs> 
<laughs> Possibly plus a super special guest. I was sorry to hear that having uh, to do that having to do a reading for C at the latest Reads Like a Seven event made John Blythe, Acker Log, Acker Disappointment leave game journalism for good. It's such a shame. His articles and videos were always entertaining but also were critical where they needed to be and were always right. Well, almost always right. You see, in his first post as a video game journalist, Log, Acker Disappointment, Acker JB, Acker The Master Johnny B, stated that Sega Power realised uh, that 73% was the score of the devil. However, it wasn't Sega Power. It was Amiga Power, home of the best writers to ever write about the Amiga. If Log, Aka J-Pack, Aka the Blythe Spirit starring Angela Lansbury, could get this simple fact wrong, then what else did he get wrong? Should we have trusted him at all? I think the video game industry is better off without him. <laughs> Cheerio, Ben. Well, I think that uh, Log, Aka Log, uh, his point of the amazing piece that he read at Read Like a Seven was that, no, you shouldn't have trusted him and he's really sorry. So I think he'd agree with you, Ben. Yeah. Sorry to see you go, John. Yeah, well, we'll miss you. Glad you're running a pub in Nottingham, though. I we will know, see you that's going to be amazing, yeah. isn't it? <laughs> I, I might be learning about video games, but I just have no idea what I'm just said. <laughs> what was that? I couldn't retain the entirety of the question, so by the time it got to the end of it, I'd forgotten most of the beginning. <laughs> it was either There was either no punctuation or just punctuation. <laughs> I, I can't work out which happened there. None. Uh, you guys have got a letter between you, haven't you? How are you going to deal with that? We have. Steve will read it because okay. he's, he's better at reading. T- I'm admin, Sam's hair. <coughs> uh, this is from Rahul Shah, who says, Following the release and success of Among the Sleep, in which a child does something, I don't know because I'm too scared to play horror games, how soon can I expect developers to start work on an excellent baby's day out game? <laughs> <laughs> that would be excellent. Oh. Uh, we're best friends with Krillbite, who made Beyond the Sleep. Oh, we? Yeah. Why don't I have a copy of it then? BFFs, do you want one? Yeah. Okay, well, you can have it's one. That. Thanks. Can I have, can I have one? It looks really interesting. Right. So it's, it's a game which you heard about this game, best friends. It's a game in which you, it's a first-person game in which you play a baby no. in a cot. Oh, I have heard about and this. Things come out and, and you're terrified of something. Yes. Is it a rift one or is it? Oh, I, I don't think know. It can yeah, be. It can be. Yeah. I think Rob mentioned it. King Rob. I right. think mentioned it too. Oh, no. King Rob. I'm getting yeah. the hang of this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. how it starts. Yeah. Well, we'll find out whether Krill bite listen to this, won't we? Yeah, we will do. Yeah. Mm. Well, good. That's and if you do. Send codes to Simon and Anne, but not to me. Mm. Very good. Yeah. Uh, and if you're not uh, the maker of uh, Beyond... Uh, no, Among Beyond the Two Souls. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> and you've got anything else to say, please email us at... Team at OneLifeLeft.com. Uh, we look forward to hearing from you.
This is Resonance 104.4 FM. We are the best radio station in the world. Mm. I think we're able to say that Resonance is us, right? Yeah. Pretty much. Pretty much us. Now the bike shows disappear yeah. to Wales. We're the face of Resonance. <laughs> we are. I wish we were. We're the bike of Resonance. What do we have to... Resonance... If you're listening, what do yeah, we have email to us. do? <laughs> yeah, if you're listening, email us, team at onelifelife.com. So, last Friday, mm-hmm. something amazing happened, didn't it, Anne? Something amazing happened last Friday, Simon. <laughs> Did it now? Yeah. Something so amazing that I was not able to go and see Kevin Peterson's debut for Surrey. Right, okay. Which was okay because he only scored five and got out. Did he? <laughs> um, he only was... scored five, but Steve, let me tell you, this night. Scored a seven. <laughs> Scored a solid seven out of ten. It was Simon <laughs> Parkins reads like a seven at the loading bar in Where was uh, Simon Parkin? Without Simon Parkin Whoa. for the first time. I have now attended more like more reads like a sevens than Parkin. I think it's yours, Steve. I think officially. I get to take possession of uh, that entity. It is a night where people go and read out their gaming works, their pieces of gaming literature. Uh, last time, I think we had Pooley on there. Pulo. Pulo. We had Lewis, Helen Lewis, H. Lou. Oh, yeah. Um, and this time, we went one better. We had Craig the Rage. Oh, we yeah. We went seven better, six better. We had Harry Mann, poet. We had Ed Stern, splash damage. Has Ed ever been on the show? I don't think he has. Should have been. We no. had Ed Fear. Whoa, he's been on the show. He has been on the show. And now, making a game about pigeons in love. Is he? Yeah. Of course he's. What a guy. True. We had Lee Alexander. She's been on the show. Yeah. Uh, that was good. We had Craig Rage, as I've said, and we had John Blythe. Blythe, as we know, Blythe, as, as we heard in the letter section. And I did a, a piece point as well. To, is there a point to you bringing this up again? Yes, that you can you read some of those pieces on their websites, but also that if you weren't there, you missed an amazing night. Don't just take my word for it. Take Scanters. It was a really amazing <laughs> night. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> <laughs> several was, words. Yeah. Right. Yeah. What no. was the most amazing bit about it? Uh, it was. Uh, oh, I really. John Blythe's bit was brilliant. Um, Lise was excellent. She was very aggressive. I like her best when she she's very aggressive. Didn't she? Steve's was really good, but definitely don't tell him I said okay. that. Um, Ed Fierce was fantastic. Uh, they were. I all liked great. Ed Stearns. Yeah. Harry Mann was brilliant. Craig the Rage was excellent. So. That there we go. Been... So to conclude, Steve did something good again. And we've and got it was to good. talk about it. <laughs> is it time for the letters? So, no, we've done that, haven't we? <laughs> <laughs> is it time for the reviews? Let's do some I reviews. Reckon. New review scene. <laughs> Almost like for that. a second there. Uh, so, who has been playing video games and who wants we've to talk loads about them? of games at the moment. What have you been playing, Simon? Well, Principally, I have been playing Borderlands 2. Oh, Electric I Boogaloo. love Borderlands 2. Have you only yeah. just started playing it? I have only just started oh, playing it. Oh, you're so lucky. It's my favourite yeah. game of the year. So, why have I just started playing it, though? Why now? Because it's available on PlayStation Vita. Oh, is it? Oh, what? Borderlands 2 anywhere. I know, uh, that's the face. I mean, obviously, that doesn't it's, come across on the radio. You can't hear my face on the radio, but it's incredibly <laughs> if, exciting. If Thank God. Yeah, so I've not, I've not played a great deal of Borderlands 2, um, mainly because the time I get to spend in front of a TV is 
increasingly limited these days. So, um, so yeah. is he putting nails through your heating system? Yeah, apparently, put, put according three, to Twitter, three, three high nails score. through my central heating system. If you system can on beat Saturday, that, listeners. honestly, you should. You, I think you should have to have, take a license before they give you keys to a property. <laughs> I'm not being. I'm not joking. I was like, oh, you know, I'm just going to fix these squeaky floorboards down because they're squeaky. Oh no, I'm going to do that. And no one's asked me to do it. Yeah. Do it my back because I'm a man with a hammer. So I do that, and I and I did it, and I was walking around quite proudly on the floorboards, which were no longer squeaky. Went downstairs, gushing water into the <laughs> hall, and uh, yeah. So right. if you could be that three, it's a high score for one life left. <laughs> you Grand email in. Team at onelifeleft.com. But yeah, borderline two on the Vita, so um, I can eat every day, I get half an hour, and um, I'm really, really, really enjoying it. So um, it's odd because there hasn't been a great deal of coverage about this, which I've been surprised about. Um, I wonder if they were a bit concerned about it because it's the frame rate drops here and there, but I think the fact you are playing full Borderlands 2 on a train with no, uh, like not on a laptop or anything like that, far outweighs the sort of inconvenience of not having reflections in the puddles and stuff like that. Digital Foundry on Eurogamer did this really po-faced review about how, well, you know, it's only running at this these <laughs> seconds. And rather than just, its whole review should have been, oh my God, it's Borderlands 2 in your hands. Um, so yeah, I've got Sanctuary, um, yep. which is good. And it's funny, it's made me laugh. And yeah, it's just oozing with stuff. It's 20 quid. 20 quid? 20 quid on the PSN now. Really, really enjoying it. Um, Practically giving it away. Uh, but the frame rate drops, you know, so 7 out of 10. And no reflections <laughs> in the puddles. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> point, like, point off for each of those. How much does it cost to fix your heating system? Well, fortunately, I uh, subscribe to BT Gas Home Care. Okay. So, <laughs> so you say, don't well, know how it happened. <laughs> no, 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 no. Like, when they sell it to you, they essentially say you're allowed to be an idiot. <laughs> so I rang out some Aww. stuff and, um, and then he wrote on his note when I had to sign around the work. He said, you've saved £170. So oh. it would have cost £170. So. Bargain. Yeah, good. Scanters. Uh, well, to get ready for the hype for next week, I've been playing Space Pants. Oh, right. Yeah. It's so lovely. Uh, so you're a man in a box. You walk around the outside of the box. There are, I, th- I assume it's the Space Pants in the middle and they emit... Uh, Loads of things, caterpillars. Gonna pull you up now. Gonna yeah. pull you up. What? Go. Two things. Go. Uh, you didn't read the opening section, so you're in the space pans that are malfunctioning, are. and they run you around the wall. You can't stop them. Oh, I got a bit confused by Secondly, that. I mean, honestly, Anne, it's best he pulls you up on these things yeah. now rather than next week. Secondly, I, I mentioned this one earlier. I walked past Danny Dyer earlier in Soho. Okay. Yeah. And said. I, she said, what did you do? I said, oh, nothing. She said, did you shout at him, Thomas wasn't alone? And I went, why? And then she went... Oh, Danny Dyer! <laughs> she went, because he voiced Thomas was alone. That would be went, What would Danny Dyer say if I shouted Thomas wasn't alone at him? <laughs> you mug. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. It's a good I, job. Imagine, I Danny, play... <laughs> imagine Danny Dyer voicing yeah, Thomas I want alone. to play that game. Oh, so yes. Bistle. So start again. You're in your space pants. So you're in the space pants. <laughs> Stuff's coming out of the middle. You're walking around. You have to jump up and jump over things and avoid things and get hearts and stuff. Uh, and if you hit anything, you die. You have to start again. Um, so obviously, I'm really bad at it. Like it's I was hard, really, isn't it? Like I was really bad at Super Hexagon. But it's that kind of. Um, I just want to keep going. I'm just gonna, no, it's fine. I'll just start again. It's fine. It, it's very like rhythmic. Uh, how you just start again, and keep going and. It's nice bleepy sounds and looks very cute. I really like it. It's a yeah. good uh, iPhone game. Great. Is it available on Android? Still? Not yet, no. Well, maybe one day. Maybe one day. 
Um, but yeah, excellent. But because uh, Sam is going to be a guest on the show next week, I don't want to make it seem like we've sold out. No. I will be giving it 7 out of 10. Okay. Mm. Seems fair. Mm. Fair enough. Mm. Sam. Uh, this week, uh, <laughs> I've mostly been playing Pocket League Story by Kyrosoft. Get into the World Cup spirit? Well, yeah. Well, it wasn't that. It's more that Steve McNeil... Hello. S- oh, hi, Steve. Hi, Sam. Uh, he, <laughs> he swears by Kyrosoft games, and I didn't think I'd like them, because Steve likes them because they're basically admin. You know, it was a game where you run a shopping mall, and you have to make sure the shops are all the right shops. Mm. I go, well, that sounds... It's all really hellish. Right. I mean, that's some people's jobs, and they are sad about that. <laughs> But I thought I'd do the football one, okay. and I absolutely love it. It's bizarre. Like, you can build facilities around your ground, uh, around your training ground. Those facilities are like fast food restaurants <laughs> and, uh, and car parks. And also you can get sponsored by fortune tellers. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Opticians, it doesn't make any sense. It's, it, it, it's, a, it, it's like football manager in that sense. But it is, yeah. But it's a, yeah. But it's sort of with a really sort of almost a sort of a Japanese kind of cutesiness. <laughs> it's like isometric retro graphics. And it's Don't know what that means, but it's yeah. <laughs> it's it's, but it's amazing, and, and the players are getting better, and I'm training them, and I feel <laughs> genuinely close. I could name you my first team, and I could tell you how they're doing. I can tell you the uh, the, the stats and how they diff- play different. They've got different personalities as well. Right. And uh, I'm almost physically in love with them. Excellent. What formats is on? That's uh, on the iPhone. And I and uh, Android as well. Okay. But, you know. What score are you going to give it? Let's give it a seven, okay. I think. Yeah? Yeah. <laughs> Just because it's, you know... Seems reasonable. Yeah. Um, I might... it, it doesn't sound like a radical departure from the Kyrosoft mould. Well, it's the first one I've played. Okay. Um, I don't think the others are about football, so it might be the last one. <laughs> There's a Grand Prix one, though. I'm going to play the Grand Prix. Yeah, yeah. Steve, are you going to review a Kyrosoft game? Uh, I'm not going to review a Kyrosoft game because I completed all of them. Okay, well uh, done. Well done. Because uh, oh, I'm that lonely. Yeah, uh, but uh, this week I, I have been playing exclusively Mario Kart 8 on have the you? Wii U. Have right. you? A contemporary game. I, yes. yes. It's, um, it's wonderful. Have you played it yet? No, no, none of us have got Wii U. Oh, you must get one. It is the best. I was having this argument with somebody. It is the best of the new consoles. It's got more good games on it than either of the others, Xbox One or PlayStation 4. It's blinded by Mario Kart 8. No, no. Mario Mario 3D World, Pikmin, Wonderful 101 is amazing, Nez Remix, if you like retro, oh my, there's so many good games in it. Buy a Wii U now. I'm I'm becoming tempted. It's worth it. You won't regret it. Simon, what happened to your Wii? I left it under the stairs. Right. It's probably still there. In a bag. In a puddle. <laughs> Three <laughs> nails through it. Your stairs. It's like Jesus. So, uh, what's new in Mario Kart 8? <laughs> well, they've got battle mode wrong. So, battle mode now isn't... You're going to have to take some points off Loons of the grids. Well, well yeah, I'm gonna, I will am gonna. bet that in mind with okay. my final score. We'll uh, take about three points off for that. <laughs> well, we'll see. We'll see. Um, and But the Grand Prix road's amazing. It's a bit easier. So, you can get to 150cc without too much bother. But then the AI starts getting really cheeky. You'll find you get a lot of blue shells on the final corner of a track when you're trying to get gold uh, but yeah wonderful game it looks beautiful it runs at 60 frames per second it looks beautiful it's the best looking game I've ever played genuinely wow um, so it's fun online's amazing really competitive really really good different class uh, but as I say the battle mode um, a little bit of a disappointment so I'd have to give it a 7 out of 10 okay, thank you yeah, Steve Sports Friends how are you oh, yes. on what, on what, on what Sports version Friends on, um, on PS4 okay well, so that's what you opted for is it no ah because because I'm an idiot and I don't read the emails that Kickstarter sends you and yep. when so I had to send a very contrite email to uh, uh, Dougal Douglas right. Wilson and say I sorted this out on the show didn't I do you, do you remember did you I asked if I could change format at the GDC right yes yeah. so I'm waiting for PC version okay so uh, I did that he very kindly sent me a code for the 
UK version. I had actually switched to PS4 already. Okay. It was I ended up with American one. So I I have a spare American PS4 Sports Friends code, and perhaps we should give that away for well, another competition place. because this game is brilliant, genuinely brilliant. So explain what it is. It is a collection of four plus two secret local multiplayer games. Uh, you can only play them if you have friends. I don't have friends, but、mm. luckily I do have a girlfriend who will sit there and move the sticks dispassionately, like so I can pretend I'm playing someone. They're like friends, aren't They're they? They're sort of like friends. Yeah,、uh, it's absolutely amazing fun. There is. Johann Sebastian Joust on that. So、oh, how do you run out you, of music? How do you play、uh, Johann Sebastian Joust without、uh, move controllers? Do, do you just use the dual shocks? Like to tell you that, but while she was prepared to、um, play games like reluctantly against me, she wasn't prepared to get up off the couch. It's、mm. so、unbelievable. Play Johann Sebastian Joust. Okay. You do use the dual shocks. <gasps> Why don't you attach them to your cats? Could do. Well, they'd be very bad at it, wouldn't they? That doesn't matter. No, because then Steve would win. <laughs> There is、uh, there's Barry Barry Ball, which is a lovely, yes, hilarious, <laughs> which is a super like.、Uh, well, they're all multiplayer. They're all local multiplayer games. In this, it's kind of like a sport of the past, I think, where you have to throw a ball into your opponent's half of the screen.、Uh, it's a bit like Super Smash Brothers. It's got that sort of kicking people, silly, chaotic. Nonsense going on. There is Super Pole Riders, which is Bennett Foddy's <laughs> brilliantly. Also, <laughs> hilariously, I've got, I've got that one. Games,、uh, got to. I don't know. They're all stupid, brilliant fun, aren't they? Yeah. To have to explain what you have to do. Will say that the best game in a way is a game called Get on Top, which is a secret game. <laughs> Stop it, guys. <laughs> Just, it's a secret just game that you made up, is it, for you and your girlfriend? It is. <laughs> um, get on top.、Oh, no. I'm not. No. Get on top. You, it's、listen. a game. It's a game. <laughs> I swear. And then, and then the other secret game, just touch it. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I feel so sad. Just the tip. Right now, I feel so sad. Get on top. <laughs> no. <laughs> you don't have to do get this. <laughs> Seven out of ten.、Okay. <laughs> Good. That that though,、um, you know the, that synecdoche word, <laughs> where where the where the sort of the thing represents the other thing. No. Well, that review represented、okay. the game. It was a hilarious review. It doesn't matter. That doesn't make sense. It's still funny, right? The end. Should I play some music, or should we just wind this? We need to wind down. We've got, we've, we've got a lot of business to take care of, don't we? First of all, boys, you're off to Radius Loading, which is happening tonight and tomorrow at Loading Bar. Yeah, you can、yes. watch it on Twitch as well.、Um, if you want to do that, it's going to be streaming on Twitch all night. Good luck、so、with that. It's going to be very sweaty. Well, I am going、right. to be very sweaty. It's really warm today. Um, the next week is the Radius Festival at White Space in London, being、mm-hmm. run by Keith and George.、Uh, details on the website. You should go to that. Keith is worried that no one is going to go. Oh, Keith! Yeah, people will go. It's brilliant.、Uh, Are we doing something there? I don't know. They've asked us. To. Yeah, actually, I'm not even sure it's next Monday. I'm not, I'm not, yeah, it's next week because they've asked us to do some stuff Thursday and Friday. Actually, okay.、They? So yeah, it's next week.、Uh, dates TBC. Uh, you can find out by following. Have we、mind. given them our rates? Not yet. No.、Right. Next Thursday. <laughs> Thursday. Next Thursday. Third Thursday. Thursday. If you're in London, Thursday. please come to the loading bar in 
Dalston, you said it was somewhere else. Dalston. Yeah, Dalston. Yeah, yeah. Same thing. Okay, so is it? Okay. Uh, from seven o'clock? Yeah, we'll from be From seven o'clock. Come down. Good we're going to be singing. We'll have the football on. Yeah. To be able to watch football as well. We're going to sing some football songs. There'll be special prizes. There's also those. a VR thing going on in the basement. Yes, downstairs. <gasps> yes, so please football. do come. We had a great time last... Last month, Simon, what was the music we played? I think it was tracks nine and twelve. I've put the things in the bin. Okay, well, mm-hmm. we'll put those on the website. Yes. Um, <laughs> someone, if anyone's listening and wants to make for one life left, Thomas wasn't alone by Danny Dyer. <laughs> please, please get in touch. If you can do a good impression of Danny Dyer, we will do that. Steve and Sam, thank you so much for coming on the show. Good luck with, this sh- with your show. Uh, we'll see you around. Yeah. Thank you. Good luck with the baby and have a nice holiday. Thank, thank you very, very much. much. Right, uh, you've listened to One Life Left. Thank you very much for listening. Goodbye. 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 Goodbye.